Greetings, fellow citizens of Sector PJ0. This is Channel 5 InfoNet, reporting all the local news and information from our sector on this current state of emergency. And as a reminder, any other citizen you see exhibiting any symptoms or traits of the N5S virus should be reported immediately for quarantine and or execution on site to your local police health service inspector. Now, on to the news. Due to the heavy casualties resulting from the N5S virus, as well as the current hostility from the Public Service Patrol and the BF Foundation, this warning has been issued. Warning, this transmission contains adult language, mature situations, Toa Heavy Industry synthetic human badasses, evil corporations, Martian bioviruses resulting in advanced regeneration, AI-controlled dual-core motorcycles, and hook-handed bears wielding AK-47. Remember to lock your doors, bar your windows, keep your children inside, and listener discretion is advised. of the Spark and Manga Review, the podcast where we tell you about manga, how the art style is, how the plot is, how the characters are, and if the manga is worth reading. I am your host, Zan, saying aloha, konnichiwa, and what's up? Yes, we're back for another fun-filled episode, and if you want to check out any of our earlier episodes, www.spyrokin.com is the website to check out, or iTunes. We're also on Facebook under Spark and Manga Review. We have a fan page. Please like us. And also, you can call us at 206-250-8462 and leave a voicemail or email us at at gmail.com or me at zan at Now, as you can guess, I'm alone again, but you know what? No worries. We're set. We're fine. We're all good. Now, what is new with Zan? Well, honestly, I misplaced my notebook, and it's driving me up the fucking wall. Now, you're probably wondering, wait, what is he talking about a notebook? What does it deal with a notebook? Is it like the notebook that has my lost love's memoirs? No. It's my panel notebook, which has all my questions for all my different panels, and it's gone. And the problem is that I'm pretty sure we got accepted for our panels, and I have to find this fucking notebook, because it's driving me up the fucking wall. All my notes are in there. I have to find it. But I digress a little bit. 
Hope things are good with you. And like I said, we're back for another fun-filled episode. And thankfully, unlike with our Miyazaki month, which is so nice and niche, and there's nothing really too crazy, this episode will fucking pump you up like there's no tomorrow because there is craziness to be had. There is complete what-the-fuckness with this manga that I spun. It's completely fucking crazy. I'm not going to lie. It is crazy and wild and completely out there. But I digress. So, if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Munger Review, I spun that one, that only. We'll talk about that in a moment. But I spun it, and it revealed that I'd be reviewing a manga by Sutomu Nihai, and actually published in 2004 or 2007, it depends, by Shuisha, and now being released over here by Viz Signature. So it's an adult manga, and usually it's wrapped up in plastic. And it's actually weird drawing style. It's, I'll get into that in a moment. But it's a Senen Horror epic series. It's been completely released over here. There's six volumes. And what is this manga I'm talking about? Biomega. Yes, Biomega. And as you can tell, I'm just jumping right into this because we got to hurry up and I'm in a weird mood. And this series is, at first I said, oh, this series looks kind of cool. The art style is weird and different. Then I read it and I was like, what the fuck? It is strange, it is bizarre, but it is surprisingly really cool in a very fucked up sort of way. But the manga is, it takes place in 3005 AP. Now, AP is after the perseverance of man. Pretty much what happens is about, it's been seven centuries since man successfully completed its first manual flight to Mars. So 700 years, but it's 3005 AD. And what happens is, when they sent the guy to Mars, they discover this mysterious woman just chilling out there. You know, they see all these abandoned structures and shit, and the astronaut walks up and sees a girl without any life preservation, anything. No life support system, nothing. Just chilling out there in a dress. For no fucking reason. And he's like, what the fuck? And that's his six months later. So we're already like, what the hell's going on? And from what we can come to understand, somehow the entire world has been infected with this virus called the N5S virus. And it's turning people into essentially zombies, or like zombie-like drones. They have regeneration abilities, they kind of look a lot like Tyrant from Resident Evil. And they're pretty badass and they're hungry. And a lot of the cities have been walled off, or they're quarantined, or this and that. And their world is divided into sectors. Now... As we open up, we see this mysterious black biker riding up to this huge walled city. Now, I'm talking walls like at least four stories up. They're making sure nothing gets out of this place. And he drives up to this city, and he walks up to the door, and he pushes a button. And immediately, like in Return of the Jedi, a little eye pops out and says, What the fuck do you want? We're currently in a state of emergency. And this guy just says, Toy Heavy Industries sent me. I'm here for the purge. Open the gate. And then the gate kind of warns him that, due to the state of emergency, the city is on current lockdown, and if he decides to enter, whatever happens, he can't get out unless it's by his own means, because of official sanction. And he just looks at the wall. You can't see him because he has a biker helmet on, he's wearing complete black. And he says, whatever, just open the fucking door. And opens up, and he starts driving through this city, which looks kind of nightmarish and weird. It's almost very similar to... 
uh, I don't want to say it's a H.R. Geiger work, but it's very just dark, a lot of shades, not too much light. The light is what actually shapes the images, which is kind of cool. And it's a very desolate city. There's no people, no nothing. And as he's driving around, you see an AI pop out of his dashboard, talking to him, saying, We're, we find one location at this street, come on, and they're driving around just looking for something. It's like, we found a loca uh, subject, let's go. So as they're driving around, he sees the zombies around, he's just driving past them, driving really fast on this really cool bike, which they say is a heavy coil bike. Pretty badass, you know? And he's just driving around, and he's looking, he's passing the zombies, they're kind of like stopping and looking at him, but there's really no one around. And then he sees a, a young girl, perfectly normal, in the middle of this chaos. It's like, if you see a horror movie and there's a bunch of zombies and there's just a girl chilling out among them. Weirdest fucking shit. And he's like, oh, fuck. Because he's going like at least 200 kilometers an hour. And he hits her dead on. Now, at this point, you would think she would go splat, splurt, dead. No. He tumbles out of control. He survives. He sees her. And she's clutching her leg. And meanwhile, the zombies show up smelling fresh blood. And he dispatches them by kicking their ass really awesomely. And after he kicks their ass, he looks down at her and sees her leg and her bone is twisted out of form. You see her bone poking out of her body and you see it start to heal. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, and his AI says, yeah, I think she's what we're looking for. So the minute that he sees this, he says, oh man, this is her. It's gotta be. And as he's about to walk towards her and ask her her name, he hears, don't move. It's like, what the hell? And he hears a gun cocking. And he turns around. He sees an AK-47 being pointed at him, but here's the weird part. It's being held by a bear. Yes, that's right, I'm not fucking crazy. It's a bear holding an AK-47. Well, it's actually like a laser pistol, but it's shaped like an AK-47. Pointing at him with a bear. But still, it's a fact, it's a fucking bear! With a gun! And he's just looking at it like, what the fuck? And the bear just looks at him and says, what? You never saw a bear with a gun? <laughs> and he's like, um, uh... And the bear just says, Eon, get over here. Bear takes the girl, and they run off. And we find out through this that the girl's name is Eon Green, and she's 17 years old. And she apparently is infected with this virus, but she's surviving because like, she's like a 1% chance that she's actually able to accept it. It's like an accept accommodator. So she's a rarity, and they need her to save the world. She's like... She could possibly they could use her genes to make it better herself. And also we find out that the rider, the guy in black, is a synthetic human. And his name is Zoichi Kano. And he's actually a Toei Heavy Industries agent. His job is to do whatever they need to do to preserve the world. And he's been sent there to find this girl because she's a possible cure. Now meanwhile, all the zombies are kind of lurching towards her. And the bear protects her. And he takes her to his... Damasaw, which is this huge castle which was actually owned by Aeon's grandfather, who was kind of one of the first researchers. You also found out that this bear, who has a very long and pompous name, which is uh, Kozlov L. Grebniv, is actually like an experiment of her grandfather's. He like transplanted someone's brain in it. I don't know, I didn't go past volume three, so I don't know exactly what the deal is, but he's pretty badass, the bear is. And as you know, he's trying to figure out what happened, get his bike on, find this girl. Meanwhile, at the door of the castle, which is the green residence, a mysterious dude in a French trench coat shows up 
with his face mask on. Now, it's a really fucking creepy face mask. It's like someone took a piece of skin and stretched it over the, like, chameleon's mask. And he knocks on the door and says, I know you're in there, public health service inspector. You don't want me to come in there. And immediately the security system goes up and electrocutes the guy. Nope. He doesn't care. So he punches it with like a rocket fist. And then he uses his fingers as a blowtorch to open the door to get to this girl. And meanwhile, outside of the castle, like ten minutes later, you see Zoichi shows up. There's blood everywhere. The bear has been injured. And there's a bunch of these health service patrolmen around who all are wearing this, you know, they have the stretched face over, mask over their face, which is really fucking creepy, and they start causing some shit. So, Zoichi proceeds to dispatch them by kicking their ass, which is a really badass scene. Now, meanwhile, interspersed between this, we're learning about the world itself, and we see the Channel 5 reporter, who's a guy who's explaining what's happening in PJ0, which is the sector, and he's talking about the world and how we've been infected and how everyone should stay inside and this and that. And, like I said... Zoichi ends up saving the bear, who's been injured because of this situation. And it turns out that Anne has been kidnapped by the douchebag in the trench coat, who is, you know, a minion of this group called the Data Recovery Foundation, which I call DRF. And they're essentially trying to take over. At this point in time, it turns out that there's a woman who's completely covered in ribbons. It's weird. She looks kind of like... Um, Dusk from the Slingers, if you read the Marvel comic, you know, all in black, but you see ribbons and whatnot. She really just, like, seems like has huge TK abilities, and she's able to stop Zoichi from getting her, because there's a huge chase, pretty badass. And then, you see the fight, because the douchebag in the trench coat decides, I'm gonna kick your ass, cyborg asshole. So they get into a huge fight, and then one of the most badass things happens. You see Zoichi pull out what looks like a swing baton. Those are those little batons that they're collapsible. Except when he swings it out, it's not a baton. It's a fucking axe. Very badass. He proceeds to dispatch his foe. Then he takes out of his bike a huge coil gun and shoots out a missile. Yeah, I know I'm glossing over a lot and you're like, what the fuck? It's a little confusing because I don't want to spoil a lot about this, but the series is pretty badass. I love the fact that you have advanced technology in this world, and there's uh, certain people who are advanced. Like, you know, I said, like, you have the collapsible axe, the energy guns, the coil guns, the fact that he's a synthetic human, the AIs, which are built in their heads. There's a bunch of shit going on, and it's all very engrossing and very intriguing. And to top it off, by the end of the first volume, it turns out that Toei has been destroyed. They've been taken over by the, the DRF. They blew it up in the DRF and said, Everyone, embrace the N5S virus. We have, we are now in control. Embrace it. It is the new coming of the new world. And, you know, they've taken over. They're making everyone, they're saying, If you don't join us, you're going to die. And the Channel 5 guy says, Yeah, they've taken over. We're fucked. And you see him proceed to take out a pistol and blow his brains out on TV. It's really fucking shocking. I mean, it's a comic, but still, you see him blow his brains out. Instead of taking over, but the world has been lost to this group who wants to have this N5 virus, which we don't know anything about, to take over. In the second volume, you learn a little bit more about the N5 virus, a little bit more about what's going on with Aeon, where she is, and also the bear gets a hook on his arm. He's still badass, and you find a little more about the fact that he could talk, 
English, how he's kick-ass, and you meet another synthetic human who, I don't remember her name, but she seems almost as badass as Zoichi, but he seems a little cooler. Anyway, the series is done really well. It's intriguing, it's different, and it's slash-drawn, which I find so fascinating because it's not pretty. It looks dark, it looks dank, it looks creepy as all fuck. It looks like if you've read 30 Days of Night, that style of art, but black and white and a lot creepier. I mean, when you see um, Aeon heal herself, it looks really organic but creepy at the same time. And all the guys who have the masks with the, the fake face stretched across it look so creepy. It's nightmarish, but it's so awesome at the same time. I know I'm, I'm being, this is the greatest series ever, but I find it so fascinating and cool. I can't help but love it. And as you can guess, we have a five-point rank system, and I'm going to have to get this really, really, really fucking cool. It is adult. It is awesome. It's just a shame that it is confusing as all fuck and just really bizarre to get a hold of. I mean, I found, like, one through three at one store, and then I had to go to another store, and I found four through five. You can order the entire thing on Amazon or Barnes & Nobles or whatever website you check out. It's one of the better things that Viz has picked up. It's ballsy, it's different, and I highly recommend it if you like violence. If you like a zombie story, you'll love it. And I think there's a little bit of a romance hinted, but I'm not entirely sure. I have to check it out. But I'm definitely going to read the rest of the series, and I really want to just geek out a little more about this. But I think I won't. Because, well, honestly, I'm going to go read it some more once I'm done talking. Well, actually, i got to go to work, but after work, I'm going to geek out and read the rest of it, because I bought the first two, and it's awesome. I love this series. Um, anyway, I know it wasn't subjective, but whatever. I should be subjective at this point about this manga, because it is too badass, too awesome. But, anyway... Remember, you can check out our earlier episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email us, sparkin at gmail.com. You can email me, zansparkin.com. Or you can send a voicemail to 206-350-8462. And with that in mind, let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. What am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, exceptional substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a prize wheel with ten slots on what I've done is I've assigned a manga to each of the ten slots. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin that one, not only the Wheel of Manga, and we're going to know where it lands on the tour reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 149, one episode away from 150. So, let's spin to what I'm reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. Number seven. So, oh my... Damn. So, what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review is actually a manga I picked up from Dark Horse way back when in 2001. It's an older manga. It's a pretty badass manga. What am I talking about? I'm talking about Shadow Lady. So, next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, you're going to hear about a thief who's got the shadow butt, which she wiggles and clouds the mind of men. So, with that in mind, I guess that's it for this episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan. We are going.